From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey in Charleston, North Carolina, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for week five of the National Football League season. Hello, Luke Morrow. What's going on? Oh, you know, some for some odd reason decided to go to Philly to see the Jets play. Oh, hey, can't beat that. Um, this should be a 41 nothing beatdown, right? No Jordan Jenkins, no C.J. Mosley, Sam Darnold's still out, Quincy Nunwa out for the year, uh, Philly's getting healthy. In theory, this should be a 41 nothing blowout. But then again, it's the National Football League and nothing's guaranteed. Yeah, you, you never know what could happen, but on paper, it's ugly and... Uh... If you were able to lock in that line at about 13 points before the news was officially a Sam Darnold, then you're probably feeling pretty good to have the Eagles only favored by 13 against this Jet team because it certainly should be ugly, and you'll get to see it firsthand. Do you know that we've been going the game since 94, my dad and I, and it's an average of one, it's an average of probably two games a year. We went to three in 2011. Three in 2015, um, and but the others are either one or two. We are 22 and 16 lifetime. We are six games over 500. Wow! And we're Jet fans. What the? Do you know what the worst uh, defeat you've ever seen? Yes, I have all the scores here. Um, by by worst, do you mean lopsided or like season ending? No, yeah, by final score, biggest like blowout loss. Yeah, um, that would be a thirty-four nothing loss on September thirtieth, twenty twelve, um, during the Mark Sanchez era to San Francisco. We lost thirty-four nothing. Oh, geez. All right. Well, hopefully tomorrow's better. Yes, that was also the same day. As a uh, as the U.S. collapse at the 2012 Ryder Cup at Medina. A uh, tough day. Yes. Um, a, a lot went on during that. Um, it was there. There were a lot of negative vibes going around that day between golf and football. Um, but yeah. Um, I don't know what else there is to talk about this game, so I think we should move on. <laughs> and uh, we're going to move on to your Vikings who face the Giants, and this is a really interesting game because your Vikings have not been on the same page this week, have they? <laughs> Just another week in Minnesota. Uh, yeah, this is a huge game for them because you come out, I mean, for one, the obvious, right? You have the Giants, rookie quarterback, uh, bad team. This is a game, if you're the Vikings, this is certainly a must-win. Then you factor in everything that's gone on this past week now. And it's it's like, you know, for the Vikings, they're kind of like at a crossroads. Where can things go from here? And with the drama with Diggs and the frustration and him not showing up and the unhappiness for him and Thielen with this offense, you come out tomorrow and you lay an egg and the offense doesn't look any better and the wide receivers aren't any more involved and you lose to the Giants. Or even if you play well, but you just sneak out, or I should say if you win, but you just sneak out a victory. Uh, right, that's still not a good sign moving forward. But if you come out and you get Diggs and Thielen involved and Kirk Cousins has a good game and you blow out the Giants like on paper you probably should, 
then, you know, winning always solves everything. And they, they maybe are feeling a little bit better, and the schedule lightens up a little bit the next couple of weeks. So it's a huge game for the Vikings in the sense that they are kind of at a crossroads, and let's see which direction they go in. Are they going to come out and play well tomorrow? Are they going to kind of pack it in and, and cave after everything that's gone on the past week where Kirk Cousins had to apologize publicly to his receivers for being so bad? Uh, he usually bounces back well after losses. Uh, he's going to have to tomorrow against the bad defense. What's the issue? What has been the issue? It's really fascinating. Now, I've always supported Kirk Cousins from day one since he's come to Minnesota. Uh, and even to this day, I will always support the signing because it was the best option. But I can't. I'm off the Kirk Cousins bandwagon. I cannot defend this guy anymore. It is brutal. Uh, I don't know what has happened. It's almost like a David Carr situation. He just seems broken. I mean, it just seems like a... Like he's ruined. Uh, like uh, he's, he's he's just a broken quarterback back there. He bails on you know open on uh, on pockets where no one's around him. He'll just bail. Uh, he he can't pull the trigger. Uh, Mike Zimmer said after the game as much. Sometimes you just have to pull the trigger. Um, Adam Thielen obviously called him out. So you know you got to make plays in the passing game to be able to win in this league. He's just he's just afraid. And I watched the All Twenty Two film. And uh, it made things even worse. I mean, the amount of open receivers he missed as he just continued to check it down to the fullback. I had more targets than Thielen or Diggs combined. I don't blame them for being frustrated. Uh, not only are they not getting the ball thrown to them, but they're also wide open and not getting the ball thrown to them. Uh, I don't know what has happened with Kirk Cousins. If he's just taking too many hits over the last year in Minnesota. But he's not the same quarterback as even last September. He's just afraid to throw the football. And they need to figure out him and that offense quickly because they have way too much talent to not be able to pass effectively. Um, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. We have to stop here. Uh, Luke, you are a host on an, on an ESPN radio station in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, what are you doing watching all 22 tape of the Vikings? <laughs> well, yeah, I like to watch a lot. I got to be in the know. I like to go back and watch. I rewatch a lot of games. I got the game pass. Usually I just watch the regular games, but this was one that I wanted to do some do a deep dive, as I'll occasionally do with the Vikings, to see what was going on. Because the, the, the view on TV is a little bit different, and I was hearing from the reporters of the game, they missing wide-open guys, so I wanted to see exactly what Kirk was seeing or not seeing, and it only made things worse and more frustrating, and I had to turn it off because I just couldn't bear it anymore. It was, it was a tough watch. Uh, and it, it was a bad look. It didn't make anything better. But, uh, yeah, I usually go back. I'll rewatch the Vikings game, check the All-22 footage. I got to know what's going on. But, but okay, and this is why I brought this up. A, it's torture. I can't watch, I can't rewatch any Jets loss. I don't see what the upside is. And B, <laughs> what? I mean, do, do you have a Kirk Cousins Minnesota Vikings segment on your show about just venting about whatever you find on the All-22? No, not even. Uh, fortunately, I don't have to talk about him. Uh, even before I had a daily radio show, I was always interested in checking that stuff out. Uh, I'm just curious. You know, I watched the game, and especially if you saw it Sunday, I mean, it was just, that was, I've never seen a performance like that. So I had to go back and see what was going on. Were the receivers actually blanketed downfield? Uh, was the pass rush worse than I remember? And again, when I went back and watched it, I said, nope, it was just as bad as when you were watching on Sunday. Kirk Cousins played that poorly and wasn't seeing the field cleanly and uh, felt pressure that wasn't there. And, uh, you know, just, uh, I'm, I'm very, I'm very curious by nature, I suppose. There you, there you go. Uh, in that 16 to 6 loss against Chicago. All right, Green Bay, Dallas. Prime national game going to the entire United States of America. All 50 states will get Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and Pam Olive and, uh, and, and Aaron Andrews. 
No Devontae Adams for Aaron Rodgers. No Jamal Williams. Dallas is stacked. Dallas is going to be irked at the performance that they put up last week um, on Sunday Night Football in New Orleans. I really have a feeling this could be a lopsided Cowboy win. I'm going out on that limb. I'm struggling with this game and which direction I want to go in. I can see that, what what you're saying, and maybe it's the, the bias in me. As a Vikings fan, this Packers team I'm certainly still not sold on. Uh, no Devontae Adams will be a big loss, and the Cowboys, after what happened last week, you, know, you, you expect them to have a bounce-back performance here at home this week, and on paper, they are the better team than Green Bay, but it's going to be intriguing to see, because for Rodgers, uh, as we touched on, you don't have Devontae Adams, the best red zone threat, and your best receiver overall, and Rodgers is a guy who has underachieved the last couple of years, and despite the 3-1 and one start, he still hasn't played that great this year, and still working his way through that offense, so now let's see what he can do uh, without his top receiver. And on the other side, for Zach Rescott, um, you know, he's got everything around him that makes it work, and he's going to be down his two uh, starting tackles. Uh, How does that change things for him and Ezekiel Elliott when everything's built off of that offensive line and the ground game? It makes it easier on deck. Um, so which quarterback can step up to the occasion more so after both coming off losses and, and bad performances as well? But the most intriguing part is, is Kellen Moore and the play calling. I really enjoyed the play calling against bad teams, but just from what you saw, more motion, more play action in early weeks. And then this past week, I believe they used the fewest play-action passes in the league after being top three the first couple weeks. And I think that was more Jason Garrett uh, on the road, Sunday night game against a good Saints team, tough place to play, kind of telling Kelly Moore to, to back off and, and you know get back to the basics, and it didn't work. Uh, and so they need to go back to what they were doing the first couple weeks, and I'm curious to see which offensive play calling is going to be there tomorrow. Is it going to be that more creative style for the first couple weeks or a more Jason Garrett influence where it's really straightforward, really basic, really boring, and really ineffective uh, tomorrow against the Packers? Dak Prescott's going to have to make more plays. Um, we are... Um, we are... Talking to Luke Morrow here on the Sunday Sprint. I'm intrigued by the Monday night game. Uh, San Fran is a quiet 3-0. and They have not gotten a lot of national attention. Obviously, this is a big... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Big national televised spot against Cleveland. Cleveland's been inconsistent. They have not been the explosive offense that we all thought they would under Baker Mayfield. This, for me, is a really interesting test for San Francisco and a potential statement moment one way or the other for Baker Mayfield, Landry, Odell, and the um, Browns. Yeah, it's a good litmus test for, for San Francisco especially, but which Browns team is going to show up? Uh, the one that has looked good in those two wins, especially last week against Baltimore, or the one that has looked terrible and scored 13 points in the two losses this year. Uh, they travel out west. The Browns is a franchise. I know different players, different coaches, but when they have to make that trip, they've, uh, they're one in 12 when going out west in the last 12 years. So Hey, those things matter because the Twins now have this insane playoff loss, this streak against the Yankees that they can't get past, and it's different players. Yeah, that one is absurd. Uh, I will never understand that. They, they can't beat the Yankees. I mean, the Yankees are, as Pedro Martinez would say, the Yankees are their daddy. Um, but... You know, different players, different coaches, but the same trip for Cleveland have to go out there. And Jeff Grisher, when he was with the Rams, did a study that found for primetime games for night games, West Coast teams, since, since they started Monday Night Football, West Coast against East Coast, 
West Coast teams win like two-thirds of the time because their body clocks are better adjusted. It's only 5 o'clock for them. It's not as bad as the 8 o'clock kickoff for um, the East Coast teams in terms of their body clocks. So the Browns have to go out there, West Coast, San Francisco waiting, and San Francisco is coming off their bye week, so Shanahan has 15 days to get ready, already one of the best play callers. But it's a good litmus test for the Niners. As you said, 3-0, and no one's really talking about them, which I'm surprised because they're a big story in the offseason. But they won back-to-back games on the road to start the year. They have the third-best point differential in the league. They have the most points in September for a Niners team in 21 years. I know the level of competition has been the best, but they're doing some really good things. So it's going to be an interesting test Monday night against uh, Cleveland to see how good this Niners team is. I think they're a playoff team, and I think they win Monday night. We need a fifth game. What do you want to do? Uh, hmm. And this game's uh, live, and this recording's live. We're going to figure this out for everybody to hear. Yeah, peel the curtain back. Uh, I mean, I guess, I don't know, is this Sunday Night Football the next best game? Colts Chiefs? Uh, are, are you a Jacoby Brissett believer? I am a Jacoby Brissett believer. Okay, then let's talk about it. Uh, convince me. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I think when Jacoby Brissett played in uh, 2017 as the starter, that he was um, better than people thought, and he's playing at the time with a, a defensive head coach and an offensive coordinator who both, by the way, were fired at the end of the year. But the Colts that year in 2017, they had 10 leads in the fourth quarter. They became the first team in something like 30 years to hold 10 leads in the fourth quarter and only turn them into four wins. The defense was terrible. So Brissett played better than people may have anticipated in 2017. Now you have Frank Reich, and the one knock on Brissett was that he would hold on to the football too long. As we saw last year at Frank Reich and Andrew Luck, they get it out quickly in that system, and that was what helped helped Brissett um, uh, perform even better this year. I think Jacoby Brissett, off the top of my head without looking, I think he's towards the top of the league in touchdown passes. If I remember correctly, I may be way off. Uh, but the Colts, um, they played well this year. Now this is a tough test to go to Kansas City, uh, have to match up with Pat Mahomes. The Chiefs haven't looked as dominant so far at times last year. They were lucky to win last week against Detroit. Uh, but the Chiefs, I do think, you know, they're favored by 11, which is like the third largest line this weekend. I do think this will be a comfortable win for Kansas City at home. But uh, the Colts are still a, a team that, that I wouldn't take lightly in the AFC. I think they're a playoff team. And uh, they have all the pieces around Brissett who's playing well this year. Uh, maybe they can maybe they can put a scare into Kansas City Sunday night. 31-3, Kansas City wins. Wow. All right, right. I'll disagree there. I think they can keep it a little closer than that. All right, we'll see. But I just, I'm, I'm not convinced. I'm all on the Frank Reich bandwagon. I like that Colts team. I am not convinced. All right, Luke, we're getting to the end of our radio program. Ah. I know. All right. So since Miami has a bye this week, we're going to start with your Survivor game because you can't pick their opponent. Yeah, good question. Uh, Patriots, uh, I, I know it's the Patriots last week, but we don't, you know, we, 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 we reuse teams. Patriots, uh, uh, Redskins, I think I said the Patriots last week, but Patriots this week against the Redskins, Colt McCoy starting. That's an easy win for New England. Uh, the Jets, of course. Pick Philly. <laughs> That's fair. 42 to nothing. It's what it's going to be. <laughs> uh, your game of the day. What game of the day? Um,. Packers, yeah, Packers, Cowboys. You gotta go with that one. Same. Your game to watch the final round of the Shriners Hospitals for Children open, where Kevin now holds a two-shot lead. Well, you can certainly say the Jets Eagles, and uh, of course, it's funny that you'll actually be going to that one. Uh, but um, I would say Cardinals Bengals. One of those teams is finally going to have to win. I know the Cardinals offense can be fun to watch. The Bengals are so boring. Cardinals are on the road in Cincinnati. I think that's an ugly game. 
That is an ugly game. I'll, I'll choose the Pats over Washington. That's going to also be a 42 to nothing beat down. Um, uh, we'll skip sleeper day. Uh, all right, no, we'll go sleeper game. Bills, Titans, I'll say. The Bills had a good showing last week against New England. They're 3-1, and one, but this is a good test for them to have to go on the road to Tennessee, who can be sneaky good. And for the Titans, uh, kind of underwhelming so far. Uh, two and two, they need a win. Uh, those are two fringe playoff teams in the AFC, so I think that could be a good game. I saw a stat about Mariota this week. He's like the only quarterback in the NFL with no interceptions or no turnovers or best rating yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the only quarterback to start every game and not have a turnover yet. Uh, there you go. Which is not what you would expect, especially after his no. last couple of years. Um, my uh, sleeper game of the day... Uh, will be Baltimore-Pittsburgh. I, I think those are two teams that are actually going somewhat in the right direction. I think whoever wins this game wins the NFC North. Um, yeah. Because I'm underwhelmed by Cleveland. I'm, I'm really underwhelmed by Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Well, big test for Pittsburgh there to try to win that game. Yes, or the winner of this game could face Cleveland in what is the battle for that division. So... Yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, your player to watch today or this uh, weekend? I'm going to go kind of with a deep dive. It'll actually be for Monday night. Uh, the 49ers, they're going to be without their cornerback Witherspoon, and so Emmanuel Mosley is going to take over, and he's going to have to match up against OBJ. Uh, the Browns offense on the road, it's been a little hit or miss this year. OBJ is going up against a backup cornerback. He needs to have a big night, and so does Baker, so that the Browns can win. And they'll bright light the Monday Night Football and, and prove all the doubters wrong. Lachlan Edwards, he is the Jets' punter, and this is going to be the performance that earns him a Pro Bowl bid. <laughs> I hope he's well-rested for tomorrow. We re-signed our, our long snapper to a four-year extension today, on a Saturday. Well, there you go. At least you got uh, something to hang your head on. You got a good long snapper. Yes. Four-year I, I don't get this team, Luke. I just, I, I give up or I something. I feel for you. Uh, that's our show. So for uh, Luke, uh, I know, but that's it. So for Luke, I'm Jeremy. Enjoy your uh, football weekend, everybody.